I have a question I need to ask you, and it's very important. I have got to know the answer to this. It's driving me crazy. Problem is, it's a little personal, but I, I need to ask it anyway, and I'm hoping you can help me out with this. When you put your shoes on in the morning, do you go sock, shoe, sock, shoe, or you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Because I, I, I might be doing it wrong. I don't know. I really need to figure this out, especially before I get ready tomorrow morning. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Happy Lifers. Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you did. Holidays are now over. But it's time to take the holidays and take all the good things of the holidays and bring them into the rest of the year. So we're going to do that today. Today I want to talk about a debate, a story, and a quote. Let's start with the debate. I kind of hinted at it. Uh, in the very beginning, but I was listening to the radio a few weeks ago and the DJs came on and they spent the longest time debating that very same question, (laughs) which I had never, ever thought about in my life. And now thanks to them, I am stuck in this quandary. I don't know what the right way to do it is. I mean, I thought I did. When they asked a question, when you put your shoes on in the morning, do you put your sock on and then a shoe and then put your other sock on and the other shoe? Or do you put both socks on and then after that you put both shoes on? And I thought I knew the answer. But then as I started listening to them debate on and on about this, they had some people calling in and, and <laughs> it was crazy the length amount of time, how long they, they talked about <laughs> how to put your shoes on in the morning. And I had it all figured out. I mean, I know I was like, that's simple. It's sock, sock, shoe, shoe. But <laughs> the next morning when I wanted to go put my socks on, And my shoes, (laughs) I was like stuck. I went, wait a minute. I thought my way made sense, but now that I think about it, it makes sense to do it the other way. And now, I mean, I always did it the same way. And now it always varies on the day. Now there's always a decision. Before I didn't have a decision, I just went through the motions and (laughs) and I just put my shoes on. But now, almost every day when I go to put my shoes on, I have to decide, wait a minute, am I going to put both socks on and then both shoes? Or am I just going to do one foot first and then do the other one? (laughs) I mean, I really need to know what's the right way to do it. I mean, I could be doing it wrong. I don't want to do it wrong. All these years, I may have been doing it wrong. And so that's why I have to ask you the question, what's the right way to do that? Here's another one that we can go on and on about. When you put the toilet paper on the roll, does the does the toilet paper roll in front when when you pull off the the toilet paper or does it roll from behind does it hang over the front or hang out in the back <laughs> and people can go on and on about the right way to do that and man i would hate to get to the end of my life and realize that i've been doing the toilet paper wrong all these years <laughs> which one is right 
One of them has to be wrong, right? I mean, isn't that how we are with everything else? We can get so judgmental these days. I don't know if the world has always been this judgmental, but boy, it seems a lot judgmental right now. It feels like instead of just letting people have their opinions or have their viewpoints, and there's a reason why we have our viewpoints, it's our shape. Rick Warren talks about shape being, it's an acronym. You know, the S stands for our spiritual experiences. The H stands for our heart. The A stands for our abilities. The P stands for personality. And the E stands for our experiences. All those things, every one of us has a different shape because we all have different personalities, experiences, abilities, heart, right? We all have a different shape about us. And so there's a reason why we have the opinion that we have. But for me to say that your opinion is wrong, what I'm really saying is I'm right. Your opinion is wrong because my opinion is right. (laughs) And my opinion is my opinion because of the experiences that I've had in life or because how I was born, how my parents were what my shape is, what my spiritual experiences have been. And today it feels like we all have to know whether something's right or wrong. And in a debate like this, it's just silly, isn't it? I mean, does it really matter whether you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Does it matter how the toilet paper is on the roll? (laughs) We bought into the lie that there has to be a right and there has to be a wrong. But truth is, the right and wrong is mixed somewhere in the middle of all that. I mean, we debate on things. We have opinions on things. It feels like today, and I think it's a lot because of the internet, a lot because of social media. The problem with posting our opinions online is the person of another opinion isn't sitting in front of us. In the past, when you had an opinion, if you shared it, you shared it with other people. You saw them face to face or you listened to them on the phone. And the reason why that's important is because when you're face to face with someone, or at least when you're listening to them, you are seeing them as a human being. But when we do it online, we often are seeing them as an opinion and not as a person. We see them as an opinion, not as a person. So which is right? Sock, shoe, sock, shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Which is right? Toilet paper in the front, the toilet paper in the back. Which is right? Hot or cold? Up or down? Right or left? Republican or Democrat? Socialism or communism or capitalism or what other ism can you think of? We got to stop judging people because of their opinions, because they're not an opinion, they are a person. And the truth is, there isn't a wrong or right way to put your shoes on. You put your shoes on the way you put your shoes on. I never even thought about it before until that that fun little competition debate thing on the radio and people are calling in and they're on both sides and even some of them were even getting a little heated. It's just funny to me, the things that we get heated about, let me say it this way. It's funny to me when I look back at it, the things I get heated about. (laughs) Things often that don't really even matter, but I have to have an opinion about it. And my way has to be right. I mean, just like we become so opinionated, but it's not opinions, it's a person's. They're people, not opinions. And it's okay to have opinions, but not at the expense of not letting someone else have their opinion. And the reason why we all have opinions are because of our experience. That's the debate. Let's talk about the story. 
This story has been around for thousands of years. It's about the blind men and an elephant. The story goes like this. These six men argued about what an elephant was really like because they had heard that it would carry royalty, but it would also kill people with its tusks. They, they heard that they could, you know, clear a forest out, that they could help people, they could hurt people. So every one of these blind men had their own opinion of what the elephant was like, and they argued about it all the time. So at some point, the village decides to, let's just, we're tired of hearing the arguing. We'll let them experience the elephant for themselves. So they brought these six blind men to an elephant to see for themselves. No pun intended. (laughs) The first man reaches out and touches the trunk. And he says, oh, I get it. The elephant is like a thick snake. The second man reaches out and touches the tusk and says, oh, wait a minute. The elephant is like a spear. I could see how it could do damage. The third man reaches out and touches the ear and says, you guys know what you're talking about. The elephant is like a fan. The fourth man touches the leg, wraps his arms around it and says, oh, wait a minute. The elephant is like a big, huge, wrinkly, rough tree. The fifth man touches the side, leans against the side and says, oh, this is solid. The elephant is like a wall. The sixth man says, you guys are all wrong because when he reached out, he had grabbed the tail and he said, the elephant, how can it be like a wall? It's, it's like a rope. <laughs> and each of the blind men are convinced that they are right and that everyone else is wrong. There was actually a poem written about it thousands of years later in the 1800s by John Godfrey Sachs. And I like how he put this poem. It was six men of Indostan to learning much inclined, who went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind, that each by observation might satisfy his mind. The first approached the elephant, and happening to fall, against his broad and sturdy side, at once began to bawl. God bless me, but the elephant is very like a wall. The second feeling of the test cried, Ho, what have we here? So very round and smooth and sharp, to me tis mighty clear. This wonder of an elephant is very like a spear. The third approached the animal, and happening to take the squirming trunk within his hands, thus boldly up and spake. I see, quote he, the elephant is very like a snake. The fourth reached out an eager hand and felt about the knee. What most this wondrous beast is like is mighty plain, quote he. Tis clear enough the elephant is very like a tree. The fifth who chanced to touch the ear said, Even the blindest of men can tell what this resembles most. Deny the fact who can. The marble of an elephant is very like a fan. The sixth no sooner had begun about the beast to grope than seizing on the swinging tail that fell within his scope. I see, quote he, the elephant is very like a rope. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Each man had his own experience, but he never got to experience the whole elephant. He couldn't see the whole elephant. He could only feel the elephant and with his limited experiences, felt the shape of that elephant from his shape, from his heart, his ability, his perspective, his experiences, his, his spiritual giftings. 
each saw the elephant, felt the elephant, actually, one small portion of that elephant, and had their mind made up, this is what the elephant is like. And it's okay to have that. But how much greater would it be if those six men that got together actually trusted the other five and said, well, how was yours like a snake? I I thought it was like a wall. And they begin to explain it. Maybe bring somebody else in on the conversation who could explain you all were right. Because the elephant is like all these things. It isn't just one of those things that we in our limited experiences. I mean, how long do we live? A hundred years if we're lucky? Compared to the eons of time? Are we really that wise? (laughs) That we know this is the right way? Now, we may have been feeling that ear and saying, we know it's not like a shade because it's like a fan, but there's other parts of life. There's other parts of the story. There's other perspectives that are out there. And if we're wise, we can trust them as human beings and listen to them. I mean, this doesn't get, the bait doesn't get any worse than it does in American politics right now. I guess it isn't just America either. But the reason why we started a two-party system was so that we could balance each other out not so that we could rule each other out. (laughs) There's a difference between balancing each other out and ruling each other out. And we can't buy into that just because there is some force out there, just because there are some people out there that demand (laughs) that we have to be one or the other. We don't have to buy into that. I think it's a bunch of nonsense. I think we're a bunch of blind people groping about in the darkness, and we come with our experience, and we say this is the way it is, which leads me into the quote, which fits in perfectly with what I'm talking about right here. It was said by Stephen Covey, and it says this, quote, we see the world not as it is, but as we are, or as we are conditioned to see it. When we open our mouths to describe what we see, we in effect describe ourselves, our perceptions, our paradigms, end quote. We have our experiences. I'm not denying that, but other people have theirs as well. They could have had something tragic happen to them or could have had something wonderful happen to them. They could have seen something that we never saw. They experienced something that we never, ever experienced before. And to say that they're wrong because they don't agree with us, that's very egotistical, if you ask me. I never finished that poem. There was two last paragraphs that I wanted to hold on to and finish right now because I felt like I wanted to set them up with what Stephen Covey said there. And I want to say it again. Quote, we see the world not as it is, but as we are, or as we are conditioned to see it. When we open our mouths to describe what we see, we in effect describe ourselves, our perceptions, our paradigms, end quote. Here's the last two lines of the poem by John Godfrey Sachs. And so these men of Indostan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion exceeding stiff and strong, though each was partly in the right and all were in the wrong. So oft in theological wars, the disputants, I ween, rail on in utter ignorance of what each other mean, and prate about an elephant not one of them has seen. One of my boys got a game from his brother for Christmas, and we opened up and played it last night, and it's called Debatable. 
and it was such a cool game. The point of it is there's all these cards on there and the card will make a statement and it will give you two sides of that statement. And then two people have to debate that. One person gets to decide what side they take and the other person has to take the other side. So the one person will give their argument, the other person will refute that argument, and then that person can come back and give a rebuttal to that refuting. And then the roles switch, and then the other person gives their argument for their point while the other person refutes it, and then they get to answer to that rebuttal, much like a court of law would go. And it was so fun. And it was cool because it's like you had to take a stand, even if you didn't agree with it. You had to take the stand that was on the other side of that card, which showed me that no matter what I feel, no matter what I believe, as, as I was arguing a point that I never would have agreed to in the first place, like the shoe sock, I was a sock, sock, shoe, shoe guy. But now there've been times like, I don't feel like putting both socks on first. The shoe is right here. And only I get what they're saying now. It makes sense. The shoe is right there. I'm sitting on the step, putting them on in the morning. That's how I do. I sit on the steps, put my shoes on. And I'm like, it's just easier to put the sock shoe on. And other mornings, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to put the shoe on right now. I'm going to put the other sock on. And I know it's dumb. It's silly, right? But I'm just telling you what, my opinion changed. And as I was playing debatable with my family last night, it was so fun. And I was debating a point that I would not normally have, but I had to to play the game. But as I began to debate that point, I thought, wait a minute, there is some point, there is some truth to this thing that I'm debating that I never would have gotten along with. And I think if we see people as a person, not as an opinion, and we listen to them and we feel them and we see them, unlike the blind men, we actually see them, we look at them, we don't just look at their their post online, we don't just look at the news clip of them, we see them in the face and the eye and remember that they're a human being. I mean, it gets really bad with professional sports. I mean, we're sitting in our recliners overweight, yelling at the guys that are on the field. There's no way we could even come close to doing what they're doing. (laughs) You know, in other words, we don't see that as a person. If that was our friend, we'd see it differently. When we see them as as a human, as a person, instead of as an opinion, it changes everything. And we're all a bunch of people on this planet. We just got through the holiday season, which is such a giving, loving, gregarious, wonderful time. It's because we see people as people. We buy gifts for people. We're kind to people. I can't tell you how many movies I saw over the holidays where the person had an attitude and the, and the other person would say, come on, it's Christmas. Like the Christmas carol. Come on, honey, it's Christmas. Don't talk about Scrooge that way. It's Christmas. Well, I'll give him a break because it's Christmas Day. Well, I think that that's the opinion we want to take with us. We can make the most wonderful season of all turn into the most wonderful year of all simply by seeing them as people, not as opinions. Because we see the world not as it is, but as we are. And I think it's smart for us to realize, at least admit, that we're going to see things through our eyes, through our shape, but someone else has different eyes and a different shape. And even if we're blind, if we trust each other as human beings, if we trust each other as people, if we listen to their side and see them as people, not as opinions then we can learn what the elephant really looks like. At least get a little bit better of a handle on it, even if we are blind. Because we see the world not as it is, but as we are. Or as we are conditioned to see it. I think we need to admit that. 
McCovey goes on to say, when we open our mouths to describe what we see, we in effect describe ourselves, our perceptions, our paradigms. So trust the other people. We're all blind in this thing. We're all trying to figure out life as we go. And even the wisest of us only have so many years of wisdom. But we can learn from a child. We can learn from someone with less of an IQ with with because they, they've had a different experience. And I think if we're wise, when we see people as people, not as opinions, we learn from them. The two-party system makes sense. <laughs> Our world makes sense. The elephant in front of us makes sense. We can't buy into the lie of that force, whatever it is, trying to get us to separate into two different factions. We've got to stop. They feel the way they feel because of their shape, because of their experiences, their personality, how they're built. Listen to them, and maybe they'll listen to you, and maybe together we can figure out what this elephant called life really looks like, and maybe even help each other on the way. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Well, there's my debate, my story, and the quote. I hope that helped. Thanks for listening. Remember, life isn't perfect, but that doesn't mean it can't be happy. Steve Ace.